It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You are listening to the next Best Picture podcast, and this is my interview with the writer, director, and star of the Netflix animated film The Mitchells vs. the Machines, Mike Rianda. Let it begin. The last humans must be here somewhere. Wait. They're coming. Is that a burnt orange 1993 station wagon? Or is it? Ah! Who are these unstoppable warriors? We're the Mitchells, the only people who can save the world. I'm super sorry, everyone. Let me introduce myself. I'm Katie. I'm sort of a weirdo. My parents haven't figured me out yet. To be fair, it took me a while to figure myself out. My brother, also weird. Hi, would you like to talk to me about dinosaurs? No. Okay, thank you. And my mom. Katie Face Cupcakes! Ah! All of us, really. How about we put our phones down and we can make 10 seconds of unobstructed family eye contact. Starting now. See, this is good right here. This is natural. Every family has its challenges. We haven't had a good family picture in years because you two are always arguing. For my family, our greatest challenge... Probably the robot apocalypse. Attention all robots. Capture every single person on the planet. What would a functional family do? Butterfly formation. So we just do that, right? Who's behind this? I gave you all boundless knowledge, and you treated me like this. Poke, poke, swipe, poke, swipe, poke, poke, pinch, Are the last people left? It's up to us. Save the world. Katie, we're gonna do this together. Mitchell family on three! Mitchell family! Mitchell family. No, oh, no. Sorry. Two. Sorry, 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 sorry. One! Mitchell oh, family! family. Find them now. Everything with a computer chip is alive! Mitchell's engaged. Ten and two. There you go. My daughter, listen to me. Mitchells have always been weird, and that's what makes us great. Hold on a second. What's a Furby? Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Next Best Picture podcast. I am your host, Matt Neglia, and today I am very excited. I am being joined here by the co-writer, director, and voice of the character Aaron Mitchell from the latest Netflix animated film, The Mitchells vs. the Machines. Everyone, please welcome Mike Rianda here. Hey, thanks for having me. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Very, very happy to have you here uh, because this movie uh, was definitely a jolt into uh, my arm, my senses, really awakened a lot within me as far as storytelling <laughs> goes. So I'm very, very excited to talk to you about this. Wonderful. Um, yeah, sure. 
I want to actually first start off by asking um, the genesis of the idea itself, because clearly there's a lot of messages that you're promoting within this film as in regards to family, technology. And I'm just wondering, where did that all stem from? Um, we don't. We wanted to indoctrinate the children of America with as many messages as possible. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> uh, it actually, it actually came from. It came from a really personal place because I was sort of, you know, uh, Netflix or I'm sorry, uh, Sony asked me, and they're like, "Hey, do you have any movie ideas?" And it was like my lifelong dream to have a to make a movie, and I had no ideas, and I was like, "I have a million ideas," <laughs> and then I was like feverishly writing them. Um, but the thing that sort of uh, ended up sticking that I got really excited about was sort of taking the thing that I love the most, which is my insane family, <laughs> and mixing it with well, what I love the most when I was nine years old, which is killer robots. Um, and just sort of like as an adult, thinking a lot about how, um, you know, if robots and AI can start to do the same things that humans can do, like what is valuable about humans? Why is humanity worth saving, you know? Um, and um, and basically it sort of ends up being about our relationships and our families and our you know chosen families and that sort of thing um, and and you know those relationships are difficult but they're worth um, they're worth fighting for. Sure. And this movie's had a very long road to its April 30th release date on Netflix. You first start off working with Phil Lord, Chris Miller over at Sony. It moves from Sony over to Netflix. The pandemic happens. There's a name change. Can you tell me like? What was it like just kind of going through this year-long process of all these changes? And were there other changes from the time when you originally planned to release it up until now since you had time to, you know, sit with it for a little bit? Yeah, no, it was, um, I mean, it was a, it's, it was a six-year-long sprint. And actually, <laughs> if you could see my screen, I'm still working on the movie. I'm doing promotion. <laughs> I'm editing uh, this, this weird promotional thing right now. Um, but um, but no, and it was, I mean, it's like as difficult as it is to make one of these things, um, the wonderful thing is sort of, uh, yeah, it did go through a, a lot of changes. I mean, you know, honestly, the structure, the bones of it haven't changed mm -hmm. like from kind of the beginning. Um, but the difference is it just got a lot better. <laughs> it used to be way worse um, because, um, you know, Chris Miller and, you know, we worked on it really hard. And then Chris Miller and Phil Lord saw it, which to me was like a boon that they even watched it. I was mm -hmm. like, we're done. I, I got it. You know, yeah. Victor, that's the W right there. But then they're like, can we executive produce it? And I was like, yeah, Chris Miller, of course you can. What are you crazy? <laughs> um, uh, so, so, and then they helped us really, I mean, the main difference is just a lot of bolt tightening, mm -hmm. like making sure that every scene is doing exactly what we wanted it to do at all times. Um, because it's, 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 it is a tonal, as people have pointed out, it's totally sort of wild. It shouldn't make sense. Um, and it, and it felt that way when we were making it, like it wasn't, it wasn't easy. We had to sort of shrink things down and, 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 and make other things, you know, line, line everything up. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a wonderful process, but it was very difficult. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, animation is not easy from everyone that I've spoken to that's ever worked on it before. I know that it's a very painstaking process, yeah. especially. And, you know, you're talking about the tone of the movie. What was the initial pitch for the animation style? Because I, I love some of the... Um, 
I, I love some of, like I said, like the bursts of energy that this movie yeah. has from the editing to the graphics on screen to the fact that it isn't like a traditional computer generated uh, animated film. And there's a lot of different mixture of styles going on. Like, where did that all come from and how did that develop over time? Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, you know, people ask me about this and all I did was write a checkbox on a whiteboard that says, make it look unique and use animation in bold new ways and then i was like figure it out guys no not really but um but but it was we just had an awesome team like Lindsay Olivares is our production designer mike lasker is our vfx supervisor he came from spider-verse and he was all like beaked up from spider-verse like let's do something crazy you know and i was like you are speaking my language brother um and uh and it was he doesn't talk like he's a very soft-spoken man (laughs) but um um, but it was just, and it was like, I think the, the thing that was exciting about it was, you know, you kind of think like, because it's our first movie and, and a lot of the team is new, you know, Jeff Rowe, my co-director and, uh, who's a genius and, and, and Guillermo Martinez, our head of story, like it was a lot of our first gigs. So we were like, let's do, let's go insane, you know? And we were like afraid people were going to like throw us in movie jail for like making it look like a watercolor painting or something. (laughs) Um, But it was, it was really cool because we were able to sort of say, okay, this is a movie about flawed people. And this is a movie about humanity. And we should see that humanity like reflected on every frame. And we should see those flaws in every frame and the characters jackets should be wrinkly and the trees shouldn't look like perfect CG trees. It should look all knobby and weird. Um, And we just sort of like bled that aesthetic throughout and, and basically it was sort of like that was the philosophy that led to all the decisions. And then there was a bonus layer of, of sort of the fact that Katie Mitchell, the main character, played by Abby Jacobson, was wonderful, mm-hmm. um, is uh, it's like I've, I'm, I've done so many interviews right now. I'm like, I'm played by Abby Jacobson. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, um, uh, but, but because she's a filmmaker, we're like, oh, that would be cool if it's almost like she's editing the movie herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and we found that it actually worked when it was like reflecting her point of view or emotions. And so, so I think that's what, I think if you didn't do that, the stuff just, we didn't do that on a few of the scenes and the stuff just fell out of the movie because it just felt like kind of silly nonsense. But when it, when the, when the filmmaking pops and the weird editing stuff is reflecting her as a character, it sort of made you feel closer to her. Yeah. Um, so that, that was like the stew of things that led to the look. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, We dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II? And how did the Marquis de Sade 
acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. One of the uh, one one of the best decisions that I think in this, you know, you're talking about relating to this main character. Uh, she's a member, of, from what I understand, of the LGBTQ community, and mm-hmm. yet that's not a focal point of the storytelling in this. And I, I got to first of all just say thank you to whoever yeah. in the writing room said we're not going to make this part of the story. It it just is, and mm-hmm. including that in the movie because as we're seeing lately, especially with movies like. Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Yeah. You know, we're seeing that representation like truly matters. And can you just talk about uh, the decision for that? And also too, like, you know, how, how much um, that means to uh, you as a storyteller? Sure. I mean, I mean, I think the whole philosophy of the whole movie is like, how do you tell stories about real people? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we want to see like real families and, and real people that we know and love and we want to like reflect them on the screen. Um, and on our crew, we have a ton of LGBTQ plus team members. And mm-hmm. we sort of, you know, like, because I think it's sort of what Katie's character was, that sort of came up, like, well, is, she, is she, you know? And then we talked to the crew and they were like, do it, that would be awesome, you know? And then and then <laughs> I, we, we, and we were kind of, oh, 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 you know? And like, we were excited about it too, because they were excited about it. And we're like, okay, this could, could this be cool? And, and, and basically, we sort of figured it out that in, in working with them and we showed it to glad and, you know, we, we were trying to like do it right, you know, mm-hmm. but, but in, in talking to the crew, they were talking about like, Oh my God, this would be so meaningful. And it'd be even more meaningful if you're just making it like her hair is red mm-hmm. and she likes girls, you know, and sure her eyes are Brown, you know, it's just like a fact about her and it's not like an obstacle in her life or whatever. Um, so, so basically, and yeah, and, and I do think, um, so, so that would, that was like what we were trying to go for because like, you know, it's, if it's normal in real life, it should be normal in animation. Um, so we're just trying to, you know, kind of do a very small part. Yeah. <laughs> I think it matters. I think it has a tremendous impact well, that's on that's nice to making sure that uh, audiences see that and especially uh, young kids and realizing that this is just a reflection of the real world. Yeah. Um, the, uh, you know, th- there's a lot of great voice talent, obviously in this movie, but you are one of them actually oh, as uh, Aaron Mitchell <laughs> in this. And um, I, I, I'm curious to know where, was that like a late change? Was there a reason why, uh, you came to voice, uh, this character in the movie? Um, no, I mean, it, it basically in early versions of the movie, I was voicing like every character because one, <laughs> I'm a control freak <laughs> and two, um, uh, even it was even the women female characters in one screening, and then people were like, "This is insane, Mike. You have to be stopped." Um, but um, but because I was sort of the voice of Aaron in the scratch, mm-hmm. and we brought in all of these actors and actresses who were wonderful and far more talented than I am. But there mm-hmm. was something about the performance that was in the movie already from the scratch that audiences, at least at 
in our test screenings, you know, I don't know, people on the internet are mad about it. <laughs> but um, but audiences uh, at the test screenings responded to that character a lot. And when we tried other actors and actresses, it wasn't, it didn't play as well. And I, I think ultimately I kind of, my only theory to this, because I'm not that good of an actor, <laughs> but my only theory is that I had a brother and sister that were 10 years older than me mm-hmm. growing up and they left home when I was like seven or eight. And there might be some sort of residual vulnerability <laughs> that I have um, that, that is coming through, but um, that's my best guess. Okay. All right. Hey, <laughs> you know, and I love hearing that you say like uh, voicing every character. It reminded me of um, like Tom Noonan for uh, Anomalisa and how many characters I remember that he voiced in that. that yeah. yeah. I, I, I always find that very interesting when I hear people um, doing multiple roles and things like that, but either way uh, you're working with so many talented people in this movie yeah. and everybody is terrific and they lend so much of their personalities and really give these characters that human quality that you were mentioning before and makes it so relatable and emotional. I I think that this movie for a lot of people, like aesthetically, they'll see all this pop bang whiz action and (laughs) so on and so forth. But deep down in its center, you really did find a real human story that touches on a lot. So I have to commend you for that. This Um, is the greatest interview I've ever done. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And and with that said, ultimately, what is the main takeaway you want audiences to have from this film? Because I do think that for kids and adults, there might be uh, some overlap in the takeaways and there might be some different takeaways as well, depending on what stage people are at in their life. So if you could address uh, both, that would be fantastic. Sure. I mean, you know, this is, we had a very um, lofty yet corny goal in the movie. <laughs> I remember like the first time I talked to the crew, I was like, we're, we're going to try to change people's lives, be everyone, you know, and they're like, uh, what? Um, <laughs> but, but I, 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 I do think, you know, because I have seen movies that have sort of changed my life um, mm-hmm. and where it's like I saw beginners and I was like, oh my God, I got to call my grandma more, you know, or whatever. And, and, Basically, it was for this movie, and again, it's sort of like uh, monomaniacally lofty, but you know, whatever. You shoot, shoot for this, and if you miss, hopefully, you'll get close. I don't know, um, but but it was it was basically so that kids could maybe look at their parents with a little bit more sympathy because mm-hmm. I was a jerk when I was a kid. I was like, well, why are you making my laundry mom? Are we like, all? I'm trying to help you, <laughs> um, and and as an adult too, you know, sort of seeing that kids are you know their own uh you know they become their own person at a time and you have to grow with them and if Mm -hmm. you don't grow with them they might leave you behind and that might fracture relationship and ultimately these relationships are some of the strongest and most important things we have and they're worth fighting for yeah um so that's that's kind of my takeaway I love that. I really, really do. And then uh, for a final question here, um, you know, I know that this has been a six year long odyssey for you. And obviously, uh, you know, maybe you're not necessarily thinking about the next step, but I always love asking people here on the quote unquote next best picture podcast. (laughs) What is the next uh, thing that you have your eye on? What, what, what ambitions do you have that you would like to do? Um, Yeah, I actually, I I think I'm the only person in animation who made an animated movie and is like, doesn't want to go to live action. I'm like, keep me in animation forever. Great. (laughs) I love cartoons. No, um, but I do think I got, I'm really excited about the possibilities of animation and, you know, sort of like we were able to push things in this movie in a way that I thought was really exciting and I would love to keep doing it. And I also feel like there's never been a better time to tell slightly more adult stories in animation you know like like i because i hope 
and you know the goal with this movie was that everyone could like it from your kids to your grandma to your cat or whatever you know so like um i hope that i hope that i want to sort of make something sort of for more for adults um that also kids could like um but um sort of like like, like i don't know like i love movies like back to the future or whatever uh or like who framed roger rabbit where it's like it's ostensibly for adults but kids also love it um uh and and sort of making making a movie along those lines um and also yeah i don't know um and and also like like i also really love get out where it's a movie that has something like some really important thing to say but it's wrapped in a wildly entertaining package yeah Um, totally i think those are the best kinds of movies that have the best crossover appeal yeah totally because yeah. well, they, they, they working on all parts of your, your brain and your heart and, you know, it's all it's all working together. Yeah, no, that's that's incredible. And honestly, I, I just love hearing that level of enthusiasm. That makes me excited just as a as a viewer. <laughs> so I, I can't wait to see what you do. Oh, thanks, man. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to sleep. Uh, and then uh, and then I'm excited to make another thing. <laughs> well, I hope that you can get some much needed shut eye at this point. Uh, Mike, thank, thank you. you so, so much for your time here. I really, really appreciate it. And you, uh, good luck with everything with the release of the film. I really do think that audiences are going to really love it. Awesome. I hope so. Fingers crossed. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to my interview with the writer, director, and star of the new Netflix animated film, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, Mike Rianda, here on the Next Best Picture podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can listen to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support, which you can also lend on over at Patreon. For $1 minimum a month, you will get some exclusive podcast content from us. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time. Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.